This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, bro And Barry Rosenfeld I need to start drinking alcohol Now go to sleep, we Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I'm Dylan Hafer And I'm Barry Rosenfeld Hello. Hello. What a day. We're I feel like you and I are both like on the struggle bus today a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, just um, the vibe. Yeah. I haven't. This is the first time we've talked today. Like I haven't been on Zoom with you or anything, but like I just feel like we're a little like I feel lethargic. I think that's the, the word. The good news is though, Dylan, no one can ever tell by looking at us because we are just gorgeous. We're glowing. We're glowing. glowing. <laughs> But sound wise, sound wise, and internally, not so much. Yeah, you're still you're still a little bit on the rasp mm-hmm. raspy train, but yeah. you know, powering through. Your voice sounds fine. It sounds great. Um, yeah, it's sexy. It sounds you know good enough to talk about Real Housewives of New York and Below Deck sailing out, which is what we're going to do. But first of all, I want to I want to bring up the rumors that have been going around that Heather Dubro and Tamara Judge are coming back to Real Housewives of Orange County for season sixteen. It's not confirmed. We don't know kind of the source of the original rumors, but everybody's talking about it, and I am so. I am so, so excited because I feel like this is the only thing that would make me feel like Orange County is on the right track. Rumors are just so funny in general because let's say this is so far from true. That means someone Mm -hmm. literally just said it on like Twitter or on a podcast and it like was a game of telephone and now it's literally all over the internet that they're returning. I mean, you and I, but I hope that this is very much true. Everyone knows I love Heather Bro. Um, and I think Tamara should have never left. So well, it's interesting because, from what I understand, which is what I understand to be true, they basically got rid of Tamara because they didn't want to pay her salary. You know, she right. was, I mean, v- obviously, along with Vicky, she was the highest paid person on that show. And so it really was like a budgeting decision to not keep paying that salary. And so it's interesting. I can't imagine. You know, they clearly, if they are bringing back her and Heather, they clearly know that the show is in desperate need of, you know, something special and are willing to pay for it. Because I can't imagine, I mean, Tamara is one thing. I don't know what her finances are like these days, but I can't imagine Heather Dubrow would come back without a sweet little paycheck. I agree. And I think it's... I always say, like, anyone can be replaced. Like, anyone can do your job, anyone. But at the same time, it's like these people are paid to do a job because they're good at what they do. So I hope that the producers saw the feedback that they got this season and were like, holy fuck. Obviously, it goes with clothing, anything that you buy. You get what you pay for. So it's like, (laughs) (laughs) so in this case, but if they do come back, 
Who's going? Are they getting more people? Are they like, what's going on here? Well, it, it what you say about anybody can be replaced. That's true. But you they have to be replaced with something. Correct. Worth like worthy of replacing, you know, like mm. we we replaced Tamra with Elizabeth Vargas and like, you know, oh. say what you will about Elizabeth Vargas, but they're not on the same level. No. And so, you know, anybody is replaceable if you cast the right new people, but it just wasn't happening. Last season was a mess. Um, I from what people are saying again, I don't know what is real, what's official. It seems like Shannon and Gina and Bronwyn are most likely going to be back, um, which would leave out Emily, hopefully Kelly. Who knows what's happening with Liz? I don't know, but Tamara they should be. Is I'm sorry, Tamara is one of the best housewives of all time. I think Tamara is one of those people where her like her like thing could get a little tired, maybe at some points, but she knows how to. Oh yeah. She knows she knows how to do that job. She knows how to perform the <laughs> yeah. the job requirements. And I think that cast is in a place where they need just some strong people cuz last season I think they sort of thought that Kelly and Shannon were going to be the stars and then it just like that let's, didn't pan out at all. Let's not stop there. Let's bring back Alexis Bellino and Gretchen. And let's oh, don't just tempt bring, me. <laughs> let's just, I said this a few weeks ago, just like old school OC is just where it's at. Like it's, it's so, <laughs> oh my God. It's just, it's, 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 it's prime television. It's television. Bring back Lynn Curtin. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, maybe. Maybe um, not. Okay. <laughs> let's not. talk about, let's talk about this New York episode. Shall we? Um, we shall. So, we're still in the Hamptons for the f- fifth episode, fourth, fifth episode in a row. Um, it's because Real now House- it's Luann's <laughs> Real turn. Housewives. It's to- Real Housewives at the Hamptons at this point, yes, which real. I, I do appreciate COVID times makes it hard to really do much in the city, but it is just kind of funny. Um, so we pick up at Luann's house. She has asked Ebony to leave after calling her an angry woman and um, so we kind of see the two halves of the group, Sonia and Heather sort of walk walk Ebony out and are offering her support. And then she goes back to Ramona's house and is telling Leo what happened. Meanwhile, Heather is sort of trying to talk Luann through what happened and why Ebony had that reaction. And it's interesting to see how they're reacting to this situation because if I had to pick one person who seemed angry to me for the first 10 minutes of this episode, it would no question be Luann. (laughs) Yeah, I can't help but notice that Ebony wasn't angry. She even explained it that she was reacting to something someone said. And she even said, let me be upset. Like I there are a bunch of angry people like it throughout this episode. And I don't think Ebony was one of them at all. And it was like it it was I have to say I'm so impressed, but also not because like we know Sonia, but I am beyond impressed with Sonia's reaction, behavior, listening, her work. I was like, wow, like Sonia, I think uh, like Leah and Leah and Heather, to a certain extent, seem to get it like they understand what's happening. But Sonia was so she was so focused on being, you know, like a good friend and a good ally to Ebony throughout Mm -hmm. these moments. And, you know, back at Ramona's house when they had this whole conversation 
she really, you can tell that Sonia is maybe not somebody who knows all the right words or Uh has like, you know, a long history of understanding this stuff, but she seems like somebody who has picked up on the fact that this is now important. And, you know, she's saying that it's not Ebony's job to educate them. And she's saying that it's, you know, they, they need to, you know, the work is on them as white people. And I think I was so, I was, I mean, surprised just because Sonia is not always the most with it. Um, But seeing her just offering that sort of love and support to Ebony when I don't think, I mean, Leah and Ebony are friends, but I don't think she was really getting that love from anyone else in the group. And Ebony actually said that she doesn't, she did. It was like a side comment that she said that she doesn't even think or believe that Sonia was being, she didn't use the word fake, but she was, she was actually being genuine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She she was like, Sonia was being very real. Like, right. I feel like in that moment, if Ramona had come up to Ebony and been like, Oh my God, like I'm just so, Oh my God. (laughs) Us is, uh, you know, the racism, like that would have felt, disingenuous but coming from Sonia it felt very honest and very you know that she really felt comfortable talking to Ebony and sort of like expressing herself and I thought Ebony just clearly really appreciated that energy coming from Sonia yeah and so now we have this uh, yet another group discussion group circle gathering show and they're they're I thought it was a nice conversation to be honest Ebony was explaining to Luann again why she was upset. And Luann, they actually all were like, Luann, you know, her ego comes first. She has this like mm-hmm. her self-righteousness like comes off all of this. And Luann was even understanding. And but but then the kicker came and she apologized to Ebony and Ebony accepted it. And then she was like almost like a kid. She was like, okay, and now you apologize. And every everyone, I love when like the whole group is on one side. They were all, and then again, Sonia comes in and is like, okay, so you tell us why you're upset and then tell us here who should be the one apologizing. And she was even right. the, the words of wisdom there, but it's, Ebony even said, she was like, I'm not going to apologize for my reaction to something that triggered me, but I right. will acknowledge the fact that I was upset. And that was I, all she had to say. I thought Ebony, I mean, Luann, I think, like you were saying, to a certain point, I think she was, you know, listening and trying to sort of make, you know, come to some understanding, but then she kind of missed that step of yeah. like, <laughs> this is why what I said was actually problematic because she clearly then when she's like, okay, now, now your turn. She doesn't quite get it. And I, I really was happy that Ebony sort of stood her ground there and didn't just be like, yeah, okay, Lou, I'm sorry. Because it was one of those situations where she said, and she was so right that it's like, I shouldn't have to apologize for having an appropriate reaction to a triggering word. So like, you don't, I'm not, you know, saying you're an evil, bad person who knew that you were saying something racist, but it's like, I'm not going to apologize for being upset because you accidentally said something racist. Like, I, I think Ebony handled herself so well in that situation. And like we have seen on some of these other shows, it's like they shouldn't, somebody like Crystal or like Ebony shouldn't have to be put in these situations where they're handling themselves well, Mm -hmm. you know, but like, because they are in these situations, it is really tough. And it's like, 
it makes me happy to see that Ebony's not just like losing it in this situation. Like she really is holding it together and communicating her feelings well. And I think people watching the show are going to be like on her side in this for the most Mm -hmm. part. And I'm glad that it's not just like Luann, you know, talking shit about whoever. And we're just like, yeah, be messy. It's like, no, Ebony has like a real point here. And I think it is like, you know, it's not, it shouldn't be her burden to teach, but I think this moment actually will be educational to some people who are watching. And Heather, Heather and Sonia both bring up the fact that it's like, at, at in that context, it doesn't matter if you intended to say something racist. It's like, if there was that impact of what you said, then you just say sorry and you learn and you do better and you move on. And I think Luann ultimately understood that it just took like a little, unfortunately long to get there. Um, but yeah, I, we saw the next morning. So Sonia and Ebony have this really nice moment. And then the next morning, Ebony calls her matchmaker friend and yes. wants to hook, wants to hook Sonia up with some eligible bachelors. And I love this because I think Sonia has really had like a rough couple of seasons when it comes to like her personal stuff. Uh-huh. And I love, I love seeing Ebony kind of like, actually really caring for her yeah can ebony care about me too and call her friend (laughs) for me uh hello wait also really quick going back to that when ramona made her little you have to teach out like you have to educate us and so ebony was like see you said that right there like you have to teach me like i can't and ramona goes but i'm teaching you how to cook and i was like no ramona it's not the same all ramona wanted to do was have like a cooking night in those stupid bikini aprons and then it was like oh no we're having a talk about racism honey (laughs) ramona was like i just want to cook and then ebony was like um thank you so much but i'm actually not going to participate i'm gonna i need my comfort food i'll see you in the morning and i was like (laughs) oh my god you don't get to wear your apron I feel like we've all had that moment where you're at somebody's wedding and you're looking around the food, the venue, the music, the overall vibe. And you're making like that mental checklist of if I were planning a wedding right now, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. What would I want to copy from this? What would I want to change? What would I want to tweak? Well, I've been a part of my fair share of weddings over the years, and I know just how stressful the process can be. You go from that newly engaged bliss to overwhelmed by invitation paper and flower colors in the blink of an eye. But using Zola helps with wedding planning from start to finish and makes every decision easier so you can stay in your bliss. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake, Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and even maybe enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Zola helps couples plan the wedding they really want with tons of unique features and personalized recommendations based on a couple's preferences every Zola wedding is as unique as the couple planning it. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot com. Ebony is so good at setting boundaries for herself in these situations. We've seen a couple times already, like the Burning Man party when she decided to go to bed. It's like, Good for good for you, because I feel like a trip like this, they're in the Hamptons for five days, like you could really get burnt out. And yeah, you know, I feel like she's taking care of herself. Yeah, but um, sorry. So back to the matchmaker, I like reverse going back. So 
it, it's the nice thing that Ebony's doing is because she's seeing how Sonia's worth so much more than she than she thinks of herself. Mm-hmm. And she Ebony's also noticing that the other women aren't even lifting her up either. They're, in fact, like oh. bringing her down also. So I just think Ebony's all around like a really good person to like be around. Yeah. And and I've never been around her, but I want to be. And yeah, it's it's nice to see her sort of recognize that Sonia. I feel like she kind of gets like put down a little bit by Luann and Ramona because they mm-hmm. both feel like they have their shit together more than she does. And so they I feel like they kind of like pity her a little bit. And that's questionable, by the way. Like who gave right, them that? Like, um, <laughs> I don't know. Like uh, you guys don't make you know, the rules. Sonia, Sonia knows how to catch a dick. So oh <laughs> she, my she, God. <laughs> and we almost see her catch the fisherman's dick because Ramona organizes this beach picnic fishing day. This looks like deeply unpleasant to me. They're like waiting. They're doing like surf casting or something. So they're literally just standing in like the ocean water. During like like, a hurricane. Waiters. This, they filmed this like the last week of October. Yeah. Hurricane season. That's not, that is not like stand in the ocean on Long Island weather. (laughs) So Leah was like, took one look at that and she was like again like as she was like i got dressed i love when sonia was like i never ask if leah's gonna be dressed appropriately for the event that we're going to leah dresses like leah and she kind of just like and i appreciate that so much that you just wear what you want to wear or whatever but like at the same time she was like i'm not about to fit these pants and that other pair of pants and like this this just looked like not fun even the picnic as beautiful as these beach picnics are the wind they were in like not blankets because it was the way it was like not beach weather okay like i remember not i remember they posted a picture of the group like the day that they were there having that beach picnic and i had checked the weather where they were and it was like 56 degrees or something like that i remember that i remember like talking about that that's funny but the because it I was mean, like oh oh it is not Hamptons beach weather right now but but in their God defense bless. I guess it is because of COVID like you know what could they have done you know yeah. they did their best but um so Ebony tells us that she is having an election party which I feel like I have PTSD from from Carol's election party in 2016. (laughs) Um, But so this is, it's interesting because then they're sort of talking about the election and notably, I feel like Ramona and Luann have like nothing to say about this. Like Ramona is fully just like staying out of this conversation. Um, And Leah is saying how she's like disgusted by politics. And so she doesn't even want to vote. And it's interesting because then Heather is like, okay, but like, are you going to vote? And Leah is, I think, just in a position where she wants to get mad at anything Heather has to say, because I don't think Heather really was being super, like, righteous about this. Like, I don't think it's, like, rude to say to somebody, like, oh, you should vote. Like, that's that's just, like, how the world works. I agree, too, how where I think... Um, Leah was kind of just looking to get mad because she had this preconceived like information about like Heather right. and everything she looked up. However, I do think that I I think it's an inappropriate question to ask. Also, I really do. I think it's like private, personal. I think the world has changed now where people do openly talk about it. 
but everyone's still entitled to their opinion. And I, I feel like Leah just didn't want to talk about it with her. She's not friends with her. She doesn't like her. So it's like not something that she, I think, wanted to answer to someone and then have to explain herself. So I kind of like saw that side. But at the same time, yeah, she like didn't ask. She like didn't wasn't doing it in a like rude way, which we even see later. Leah jumps right, to it's that like, and asks. Right, and it's I'm like, like Ebony's having the election party. So I don't think it's weird to like, you know, it's which, not like Heather just like brought up at the table. Like, so who's everyone voting for? <laughs> which we see even next week, Leah and her sister are there. So I, it's like she even and then Leah said, she's like, if I were to vote, like I'm going to vote for Biden, but not because I like him, just because I want the world to go back to normal, which, to be honest, I think like a lot of people did. But that's just me. I don't know. That's just what I've saw from the Internet. I don't know. <laughs> this isn't a political podcast. Yeah. No, I mean, I think, yeah, yeah like Leah obviously has some interesting political history. I think she's talked about not voting in the past, but it was just, it was like kind of the, the spark that lit the fuse that then later at the house uh, turned, turned into a fucking nuclear bomb. Yeah. Oh God. Basically. So (laughs) just from that little bit of conversation, Leah sort of has like a little bit of a bad taste in her mouth on top of already not really vibing with Heather. And Back at the house, they're getting ready. Leah's been super upset about her grandmother, which I just feel, I feel so bad for her watching her go through this. But then Ebony tells her that Heather was like saying something about her not wanting to vote and, you know, how it sort of rubbed her the wrong way. And what's interesting is Ebony basically says that it rubbed her the wrong way too, but Leah is immediately furious with Heather and doesn't really have anything to say to ebony so this exact right this reminded me though of sonia's behavior last week where you can tell something was just bothering leah leah was going through a lot and anything i feel like would have set her off and again even earlier that what heather said to annoyed her and then hearing this it kind of it i don't want to say it was like an overreaction although it seemed that's exactly what it was. Like she came down yelling over the railing at Heather, then came in in her face and her hand was in her face. And to be honest, if someone came at Leah like that, that would not be, she would not react as calmly as Heather did. If anyone comes to anyone, someone, the hand in the face thing is just not acceptable. You cannot do that. That's the first thing I noticed in this conversation. I was like, it was, no, it was one of those things where I think Leah would have been justified in being upset with Heather and maybe, you know, like having a heated conversation or maybe raising her voice. Like, I don't, I think it's fine to have an argument with someone, yeah. but she came out of that room, like so fucking Hot. heated yeah, and was like, just in the mood to scream at her. She says she's feminism white feminism 101 she calls her a karen you know she's like screaming at her about having anything to say about her and like (laughs) heather in her confessional says that leah looks like a dingbat which is one of my favorite um when one of my favorite housewives in uh reunion insult moments is when tamra called alexis a dingbat um and so that really just brought me back (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was funny when she said that only because it's such like a typical housewife dig. Like 
She looks like yes. a dingbat. Like she you're like, like you're being really quote unquote mean. But meanwhile, like it's that's like the nicest like dig you can say to someone, I guess. But it's like I don't know. You just can't. You go from one extreme to the other. Like look how the women earlier were having this nice sit down conversation about something a lot more serious, by the way. And then now you're having a screaming match across the house, and Luann apparently has no idea what's going on. Although I don't understand how she didn't hear this. And she's like, "All right, come on, girls. We're gonna miss the fashion show. Or we're gonna miss the the, the talent pageant. show. Yeah." And everyone, Rem- everyone's like, "Okay, wait one sec. Wait one second. Like everyone needs." Meanwhile, to, like, calm Ramona's down. still doing her makeup, and she's like, "Can they stop yelling? I have a headache." Oh my god! And she's practicing her her dumbbells like with the towel on her head. I'm like, those little moments of Ramona. Not being an a hole, they're so great, but then know, like she I just know. comes they're right few back. And but, far between. but this is so crazy how then they get on the van, and again, Luann goes to um, Leah, <sighs> Do you have your hula hoops? And she goes, Oh, shit. can you get them? Like, Luann was very, very concerned with this. And then Heather gets on and she's like, Flips out again, and she's like, Don't leave me alone on this on the van with her. And I love Heather is like, Oh, please, bitch, calm down. And then Leah like throws a bouquet of flowers at her and i'm just in my head like oh my god no what leah would not be okay if someone did this to her like leah essentially did the like don't call me a bitch bitch (laughs) like she was was like don't call me bitch are you crazy and i was like oh my god everyone just go and then she like threw herself she's like not she got off she's i'm not going i was like come on this that the way you come on the way she's fighting with heather it gives it's like a middle school girl like a cat fight she's like she's like throwing the bouquet at her calling her a bitch like i'm not going if she's going like it feels very dramatic in a way that like i i think some of it might be to do with her all her emotions about her grandmother i think that certainly isn't helping but it feels like it feels forced to me and like i i believe that she doesn't like heather and i understand reasons why she doesn't like heather but it's like you are an adult. You know how to be like in a room with someone you don't love for like one night. One hundred percent agree. I've I've seen that before too. And like, listen, I I like Leah, and but watching this is like it, I have seen other people post it too. It's like very like you said, force. Like other people have said, like try hard. It's very like this isn't like the Leah. I feel like we know like that Heather didn't even like do anything to you yet. I should say, but like yeah, it's it's very weird. It's it's beyond. It's like um you're it's the problem is almost in your head and you're like thinking that it's there and really nothing happened yet. So I don't know. Like I, she even said at one point during this episode, she's like, Oh, I wish I wasn't not, I was drinking because sometimes that might like, that's not good. But at the same time, like that might have been what she used to cope and what in this situation with Heather, she would have had a drink and, and now she just like needs to kind of excuse herself. But I think the way she did it is not, it it was very dramatic. Yeah. I, Uh, well, we got a, we got a to be continued, which I saw coming about 20 minutes into the episode. I was like, Oh, there's no way this is (laughs) finishing tonight. We're not even at the beauty pageant yet. Exactly. I was like, um, no, they better not cut this short. We got to see this. Um, I can't wait to see Sonia's Sonia's mime routine. (laughs) Well, and then in the, in the, um, previews, they, Ebony's like Sonia's butt naked. Like Sonia gets into her costume, her costume or her change in the middle of the restaurant. But, um, I love that for her. 
Yeah, this season, like I was telling to Dylan before, like, I don't know this. I felt it a few episodes ago, but I was like, I'm not fully bored, but I'm like, I wish more was happening. And then in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, I have to keep remembering they were filming during COVID, but also like, so were other franchises. I don't, I don't know. We'll give this year a break. I don't, I'm not like hating this season, but I do think it's a little lackluster so far. Mm -hmm. And I hope they can kind of like, I'm I'm actually I'm excited for them to get out of the Hamptons and back into the city and see if that kind of like switches up the vibe at all. But I don't I don't know what to expect. Um and we're gonna have Bershawn on yes. I think, before too long. She will spice it up. I'm excited. Yes. <laughs> Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they're the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honeylove on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com slash MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at Honeylove honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honeylove. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, let's talk about Below Deck Sailing quickly. Um, This episode, it's interesting. Next week is the season finale. There is no charter this episode because the guests that are supposed to come on all test positive for covid and all six of them i want to know okay i want it well i'm jumping ahead a little bit i just want to get this out of the way i want to know if the producers like purposely planned it so that they didn't find out until they were like supposed to be arriving like because they're all standing there like in their in their like crew uniforms yeah. with the with the glasses of wine ready to go like waiting around and then they get the call and it's like they didn't find out about the covid tests like an hour ago I don't know because oh yeah I got because this happened a few charters ago also where they found out like when they stepped foot like on the boat you know it was like the timing right. was very weird but that is so crazy i want to know what those charter guests were doing or where they were coming from the fact that all six and they were like but good news is they're not showing any symptoms i was like yeah but they're still not coming on on charter the yeah, thing- it's like we don't give a shit about these people i mean like yeah. obviously like got like happy <laughs> whatever i don't i don't wish you don't want anything bad to happen to them but but yeah what, but i'm like the good on- news like 
I thought the good news was going to be something like exciting. Right. Um, so the thing is, though, they they did like almost like a time stamp like, OK, 6 p.m. OK, it's like 12 p.m. the next day. And I was like, oh, my God, you're not even letting them get off the boat. Like the second they told them it's like at work when you find out like. I don't know. A meeting is canceled. And then they're like, everyone's like, all right, go back to work. Like instead of you want like a lunch break instead. Right. I'm like, no, 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 like, no, no. Like, yeah, they found out and they were like, all right, let's go finish anything. We didn't finish. I was like, no guys, take a break. Like you don't have a charter right now. Like everyone like hang loose for an hour or two, but it did seem like very not. It was chill. They were just cleaning and talking yeah. and doing like Do it, getting like some extra organization stuff done. But um, <laughs> the night before on their night off, Oh my God. So they come back from dinner and some of them get in the hot tub and it's like Daisy and Gary are in the hot tub. And then Sydney wants to get in the hot tub, but she doesn't have a bra on. She doesn't have a bra on. So Daisy's like, just get in topless. Who cares? And then (laughs) Allie comes outside and sees Sydney in the, in the jacuzzi topless with Gary. And I just like, she fucking loses it. And I, I feel for her in some sense, but also this was like such a massive overreaction. Yes. Uh, because Daisy, even though Daisy was drunk too, she got out and told Allie, she's like, wait, 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 I know how this looks, but I'm the one that told her to get into her, like to take get naked. Yeah. Like Gary didn't like get. So it's funny because as a woman, I see both sides of this situation too, because if I were Sydney, I probably would do the same thing. However, you could easily go to your room and get a bathing suit top because like you literally live downstairs. But if I, I were thought that too, I was like, yeah, I was like, you're, pr- you're probably no more than like a two minute walk from your room, but right. And so I was actually, I went swimming this weekend in my bra and underwear, but <gasps> I was in my bra and underwear. <laughs> and then I am like, oh, it's not the same. Sydney was actually didn't have a bra. But like it, it was very weird being in a jacuzzi with the guy that you had sex with and the girl that he has a crush on now. Very bad. So uh, sorry, I probably would have done the same thing Ali did too. Danny even said she would have taken it a step further. She would have killed the both of them and then been stuck in Croatian jail forever. And it's true. Like that's just something you don't want to be a part of whatever. But at Gary is like, I don't know what the fuck to do. He's like, you're telling me you don't want to be with me. This girl does. I think he got himself in quite a pickle. <laughs> like, for yeah, real, I think, for real. Well, we saw last episode when 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 Allie found out that Gary and Sydney had had sex, she basically was like, okay, like, let's take a step back. Wait till the season's over. I don't know. And Gary clearly was like, okay, guess I'm single. Like, <laughs> so I think he was just in a space where he was like, you don't want anything to do with me. So like, what am I supposed to be? Whatever. And Allie's like, I told you I had feelings for you. Like, they're just like not on the same page. And later in the episode, when they have their like unexpected night off, there are, you know, having a little chat and then they end up making out. And I'm like, I cannot keep up with these people for the life of me. I re- it is, it is extremely confusing, but during the episode, the next morning, when Sydney and Gary were having like a completely normal conversation and Sydney was like to him, you like instigate these things. Like Sydney was actually yeah. being like the most level headed I've seen her this season. But I was like, guys, can everyone just stay like, just, just stop hooking up with each other. Just stop. It's, it's not. Yeah. Then we see captain Glenn asking Gary to stay on the boat. So he's staying on the boat. He's not going back with anybody. And he also has True. Natasha too, which is really, yeah. I was like, hello. And, and side note, 
We haven't seen him tell anybody about that either. I just thought about that this second, <laughs> like this second, as I was saying, yeah. it, I was like, wait, he didn't even tell Allie. He didn't even tell anybody. I don't know. Maybe they cut that out. But it's like usually you like at the end of these charters, they, they have these conversations and figure out what they're going to do afterwards. And yeah, Harry, I, I mean, think, takes his job very seriously. And he's always, I think, going to choose his job over. Not always. Maybe I shouldn't say, but he's going to choose his bigger- job for now. The bigger question is what's going to happen with Danny and JL because they have a little romantic date night and, you know, Danny is still on her thing of like, I'm not the right girl for you. I'm too old. Like, go live your best life. Not with me. And JL is like, um, no, like, no, that's not what I want. And yeah, um, JL wants Danny and Danny only forever in his heart. And Danny makes a joke that honestly doesn't feel like that much of a joke about let's get pregnant tonight. And um, as we know, she had a baby last week. So (laughs) I am like, I can't. I'm like, this is too much for me. (laughs) I love when she was like the next day to Allie. She's like, I I think I, 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 you know, I accidentally, like I might've told him I love him. And Allie was like, no, you didn't. You can't tell a 20 something guy who's like literally in love with you that you love him. That is no, not a good thing at all. But he is really cute and like, he really almost like just won't take no as an answer from her date for dating wise. That could have that sounded really bad, but uh, like, um, sorry. No, I know. Um, it's like she like she's trying. She's like, you know, she she has like these insecurities about the relationship. And I think he's just trying to like assure her. But yes, clearly something goes wrong. Well, um, because she reminds me of Lindsay from Summer House. Like, she has a plan. She wants to get married. She wants to have a baby. Like, she wants oh to God. do that. And she just doesn't want to hold him back. But he's like, I'm, you're not holding me back. I want to do that with you, Mom. Well, we have one episode left. So we'll see what happens with that. And we'll see what happens with this 24-hour charter for the neighboring yacht crew. It should be a fun one. Okay. So I don't understand how they figured this out and how it wasn't like the opposite. You know what I mean? Like how our charter, our crew wasn't on there. Like, I don't, I don't know. I have a feeling that production was somehow involved well, yeah, in arranging yeah, that, this because they were like, fuck, we still have to, we haven't filmed a season finale. That feeling is very strong. I'm, I know production had something to do with this, but even seeing them like walk on, like, you know, there's right. going to be, they're all very like nervous about this, but I'm, it's Looks fine. Like they're, get, they're, they're getting tipped anyway. Like they're getting a tip. Like, I know. <laughs> well, okay. It's time for the grab the skinny pop moment of the day. Endless entertainment calls for endless popcorn. And luckily every kernel of skinny pop is so light, crunchy and delicious that we can eat it by the handful or even the bag full. I'll go first. My grab the skinny pop moment today is when they were at the fishing day and Sonia was flirting with this fisherman. She just looked so at ease and so effortlessly, you know, charming and breezy in the water. Um, And, you know, Ebony says that, Ebony says that Sonia likes a dad bod and Ramona asks, what is that? (laughs) Um, You know, just, just a good classic moment in an episode with a lot of, you know, heavy bullshit going on i was like yeah i just love to see sonia you know being her flirtatious self i loved when um ramona said what is that like quietly about a dad bod but my skinny pop moment i actually think it is just the um whole topless jacuzzi situation there was like a lot going on i feel like we haven't really discussed that the hub after these nights out all the drama is just at the jacuzzi at all times and it's just like 
there were so many directions of where this could have gone. And I'm so kind of not kind of I am so over this love triangle. I was over it when it first happened. I'm over it now. Um, Sydney just sits there with that smirk on her face, knowing she does something wrong and just never says anything. So that is my skinny pop moment of the day, because I still don't know how I would have reacted on either side of that. I don't know. Girl just wants to go in a jacuzzi. She's drunk, you know, like let her live. <laughs> totally. Well, those are today's Grab the Skinny Pop moments. You can grab Skinny Pop yourself at retailers nationwide or go to the Shop Now page on skinnypop.com. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Don't forget to rate, review, follow this podcast wherever you listen. Follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches and just be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.